I don't know about you, but this weekend, the, the weekend after Christmas, has always been kind of a disappointing weekend for me. There, there's such a big push starting even a few weeks before Thanksgiving for Christmas. Decorations went up, our, our tree goes up, the lights outside go up, the neighbor's lights outside go up. Uh, if you drive down my street, there were tunnels. Uh, people made PVC pipes and actually went from one side to the other and made tunnels of lights for kids to walk through, for us to walk through. And we did that pretty much every night through December. Uh, it, you set up the stockings, you get the presents, you listen to Christmas music. There's this big push for Christmas, and then it gets here, and then it's just done. And I was reminded of that yesterday when I got in the car to come over here to get ready for today. I, I had 95.5 on, which is the radio station that Christmas music was playing, and it was the day after Christmas, and it was back to normal music. The Christmas music, done. It's now time to take the decorations down, which my neighbor started doing yesterday. It's time to put the tree away, to put the stockings away, to take the lights down, and put everything away. And as you put those Christmas decorations away, sometimes it feels like some of our joy gets packed away with them. And not to be open until next November or December. Is it possible for us to have Christmas joy throughout the entire year? Because the month of December is a great month. We feel the joy with all the Christmas celebration. Is it possible to have that Christmas joy the entire year? If so, how? So we're going to talk about today as we look at the end of Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2 begins with the birth of Jesus. It's, you know, the, the famous in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree. But after the birth story, uh, there's a, uh, uh, an account of two people that we get to look at today, a man named Simeon and a woman named Anna. Uh, it happens eight, about eight days after Jesus was born when Mary and Joseph take Jesus to the temple to do for him what the religious... Uh, ceremonies were for the Jewish people. Uh, that included, number one, the boy being circumcised at the temple, and then number two, uh, God set it up where every firstborn male had to be dedicated to the Lord for, for the service of the Lord. So your firstborn son, no matter what tribe you came from, was dedicated to the Lord and was supposed to remain in the temple and serve God as a priest. God had also set up where the Levites, the tribe of the Levites, were the tribe of the priesthood. So he didn't actually need the priest. If you were born in the tribe of Levi, you had no choice. Your career was a priest. Um, so God didn't need all of these priests. So he set it up where the other 11 tribes would take their firstborn son, dedicate him to the Lord, and then redeem him back. They would purchase him back by a donation of money or a sacrifice. All of that was set up for one purpose. It was really pointing us ahead to Jesus and what Jesus was, would ultimately do for us. He would redeem us from sin, death, and hell, and he would pay the price, not of, of a, a sacrifice of an animal or money, he would pay the price of himself. 
But this is what Mary and Joseph came to the temple that day to do. They came to dedicate him to the Lord and then redeem him. And it's as they enter the temple that a man named Simeon sees them. And here's what we're told. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do from uh, what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in, the ar- in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. We don't know much about this man named Simeon. Actually, what we know about him is recorded right here for us. He was a righteous and devout man. The Holy Spirit was on him. And he was waiting for the consolation of Israel, the the consoler, the comforter of Israel. And it had been revealed to him that he would not die before he saw the Lord's Messiah, before he saw Jesus. Now, if the Holy Spirit revealed that to you, that you would not die before you saw the Messiah, what would you do? I think if it was me, and I think this was true of Simeon, I would be searching through the Old Testament Scriptures to learn all I could about this promised Messiah. God, tell me, I'm going to see this Messiah. Who is he? What's he going to be? What's he going to do? And I'm sure Simeon searched the entirety of Scripture. And then one day, Simeon's in the temple. And he walks in, and he sees a young couple off in the corner. And somehow he knows immediately, this is the Messiah. And he goes and he takes that baby in his arms, and he's holding God himself. And he praises God saying, Sovereign Lord, just as you promised, you promised I would see the Lord's Messiah. Here he is. Just like every other promise God made and makes, he has fulfilled it. The Lord promised, and here He is. And not only was the joy for for Simeon that he was holding this baby, the joy wasn't just that he's God Himself in His arms. The joy is because of all the promises attached to that baby. That's what brings joy is those promises that God makes concerning that child. Simeon would have joy not just moments later, not weeks later, not months, but for the rest of his life as he looks back and remembers, I got to hold Jesus. But more importantly, I got to hold the one who fulfills all God's promises. If 
We want Christmas joy to last. It's your first point today. We cling to the promises of Scripture. We're packing up all of our decorations. It's all going to go down. But the promises contained at Scripture, the promises that are attached to the baby Jesus, never get packed away. They never get stored. They never go in a box. The promises remain, and the promises have been fulfilled. That's what this entire series has been about. A long time coming. God promised for years and centuries that He was going to send somebody. And over the years, He, he told what this child was going to be. And think about the promises we look, we've looked at in this series. Number one, we saw that He's going to be named Jesus because He's going to be a Savior and deliverer. And that's what the child grew up to do. He grew up to save us from our sins. Just like we heard in, in the, uh, Hebrews chapter 2. He saved us by breaking the power of the devil so we don't have to live in fear. He saved us by dying on the cross for us. We've seen that He was named Emmanuel. God with us. And we talked about that on Christmas Eve, that no matter what happens in this coming year, we know God is with us because that's what He promised in this child. We saw as He addressed, as the angel came to Mary, we saw that this child would sit on King David's throne and rule forever. And that's what Jesus is doing right now. He promised that He ascended into heaven and is sitting at the right hand of God where He's ruling all things for your good, for my good. And finally, we saw in John chapter 1 that the Word was going to become flesh. God was going to become flesh. He did so that He could relate to us. So that He could empathize with us in our weakness. So that no matter what we're going through, whether it be joy, whether it be heartache, whether it be uh, happiness, anxiety, Jesus knows what it's like. Because the Word became flesh. These are just four or five promises that was fulfilled at Christmas. And like we said on Christmas Eve, there are over 300 promises from the Old Testament about who Jesus was going to be, where He would be, what He would do, and He's fulfilled them all. Imagine Simeon clinging to these promises. And as he did, it would bring him joy because God fulfills His promises. Do you know what our problem is? We often forget these promises, don't we? Not intentionally. It's not like we wake up and say, I don't want to remember these promises. But life starts to happen, right? As we turn the page and we get ready for a new year, we've got one more week of being home uh, with the kids and then second semester starts up. Kids' activities. Work starts cranking up again. We start pushing ahead towards spring break. And then we push ahead to the end of the semester. And then we push ahead to family vacation. And, and things just get in the way. And we forget about these promises that God has made us and fulfilled for us at Christmas. And so as we get ready to, to begin a new year, what are we going to do? What are you going to do in 2021 
to keep these promises at the forefront of your mind, to keep them on your heart. Because it's these promises that bring us joy. It's these promises connected to Jesus that bring us joy, not just today, not just during the Christmas season, but forever. I've got four ways for you uh, to keep these promises at the forefront of your mind. Number one, a devotional life. You need to be in the Bible. If we want to know the promises, we have to be in the Bible to know and to learn the promises of God. And then we can cling to those promises as we're reminded of them daily. And so if you don't have a devotional life, if, if you don't know what that looks like, talk to me. Email me. Call me. Talk to me after church. I want to help you set up a devotional life uh, where you read God's Word on a daily basis. Number two, Bible study after church. Uh, we're on break right now, but January 17th, mark it on your calendar, we're beginning a brand new Bible study, and we're going to look at the entirety of Hebrews. And the letter to the Hebrews is a, a book where the author looks at Jesus and says to his Jewish audience, this is how Jesus fulfills the Old Testament. And so you want to look at all of the promises that the Old Testament makes about the coming Messiah? That's what this whole book does. It says, Jesus, here's how he fulfills all of the Old Testament. So we're going to do 13 or 14 weeks looking at the book of Hebrews. Number three, connect groups. We're getting ready to have two that start January 11th through the 15th. And what our connect groups do is we break down the message from Sunday and the scripture that I preach on on Sunday. And we, we apply it to our lives. There's discussion questions, and we get together with a group of Christians, and we discuss how this section of Scripture applies to us today. And finally, starting point. In starting point, that's where we look at who God is, what He's done for us, and the promises He makes to us uh, in the Lord's Supper, in baptism, and in Jesus. That's all starting the week of the 11th through the 17th. As 2021 comes, be in one of those. Be in one of those so that you know and learn the promises of God again and cling to the joy that those promises bring to you and me on a daily basis. But there's one more way that we can have Christmas joy, and it's found in the next person, Anna. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and then she was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Just like Simeon, we don't know much about Anna other than what we're told. She's old. She's living in, she pretty much lives in the temple. She's there day and night. Uh, she was married for seven years, and she was a prophet. She spoke to people about the Word of God and, and told them about the Word of God. She, too, was waiting for the Messiah. And when she saw Jesus with Simeon, she went over to Jesus. And she started speaking to those around her 
about the redemption of Israel. About the redemption, the buying back of Israel. And that's exactly what this child would do. He would purchase Israel back from sin, death, and the devil. And that's what he's done for us. And notice what she did. She was waiting for it. And she told all the people around her about the Savior and how he fulfilled Scripture. And so if we want Christmas joy to remain, the joy of Christmas remains when we share the promises of Christmas with others. And I know what some of you are thinking when you hear that. I don't really like talking about religion with other people. That's not really my skill set. I don't really like it. It's intimidating. It doesn't have to be. And that's what a family learned as they moved to a new uh, city and went to the new church, their new church for the first time. After the service, the, their, the son wanted to stick around for Sunday school, and so the mom said, that's fine. So he went to Sunday school and afterwards came home, and, and the mom said, how'd you like Sunday school? It was great. How'd you like your teacher? I like Jesus' grandma a lot. And the mom said, what? Jesus' grandma? Yeah, my teacher's Jesus' grandma. That is, she, the mom said, that is impossible. There's no way that Jesus' grandma is your teacher. Well, she sure, sure seemed like his grandma. All she did was smile and talk about Jesus the entire time. One impression of grandparents, right? <laughs> that all they do is smile and talk about their grandkids. But if you have a niece or nephew or, or child or grandchildren, you understand that, don't you? It's a joy to talk about them. You, you light up and you smile and you want to talk about them to other people. And isn't that the joy that you and I have over Jesus? Imagine if we had that mindset. When we talk to others about Jesus and the joy of Christmas, what if we had that mindset of, I'm Jesus' grandpa or grandma and I'm so excited over what He's done for me. I'm so excited and I'm filled with joy over who He is and what He does. I just want to tell others about it. That's how I picture Anna in the temple. A grandma who is so excited about this baby that she wants to tell others all about him. And maybe you're still sitting there thinking, ah, but I don't like going and knocking on doors. I don't like telling strangers about Jesus. But notice that's not what Anna did. Who's Anna talking to? The people in the temple. People she probably knows because she hangs out there day and night. People who are looking for the promise Messiah. The joy of these promises and sharing the promises of Scripture uh, don't have to be because you go knocking on the door, talk to your Starbucks barista. The joy of the, the Christmas promises and sharing them can start right in your home. As you get the joy of telling your kids how Jesus saved them. As you get the joy of telling your spouse that God has forgiven them to relieve their guilty conscience. The joy of sharing the Christmas promises begin here at church as you make relationships and you're able to announce to people and tell people the joy that our sins are forgiven. The joy that God is with us through our hardships. The joy that God can relate. The joy that God is ruling all things for our good.
It's a joy to tell one another that. It's a joy to tell our neighbors that we have relationships with, that we, that we know personally, that we can go and, and talk with them, and as they're going through difficulties, explain God is with you. And we know that because that's a promise. And then, yes, we do look for those opportunities out in, in the community. We look for the opportunities in Starbucks and Perky Beans. We look for the opportunities at work to share the joy of Jesus. Because as we spread the message, as we share who Jesus is with others, then our joy is complete. Because we know the promises. We cling to the promises. And then we share those promises with others. And that is what keeps the Christmas joy alive. Not just during a season, but for the entire year. Christmas and the Christmas joy is never about the lights. Never about the tree. Never about the pretty manger scenes. Never about the presents. But it's all about the promises that are connected to this child. The promises that have been fulfilled by this son. And that's what we cling to once again this Christmas. The promise that God has forgiven us through Jesus. The promise that He's conquered death through Jesus. The promise that He's with us, ruling all things for our good. And that one day, He will bring us home to heaven to be with Him forever. All because of this child. God be with you as you know those promises. Cling to them. And share them with others once again. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we praise and thank you that you have promised so many promises in Scripture and that you've kept all of them. We thank you that you've made those promises known to us, uh, that all of the promises connected to Jesus that apply to us and uh, ultimately benefit us. Uh, through him, you promised forgiveness of sins and life eternal. Through him, you promise you're with us. Through him, you promise that all things are working for our eternal good. We thank you for those promises. Help us to constantly remember them, cling to them, and share them with others so that our joy may be complete. Help us to have the Christmas joy all year long knowing all of these promises are fulfilled in this child. Be with us today and always as we accomplish these things and we trust that you have accomplished these things. Amen. Part of tradition in Christian worship is to say a statement of faith, also known as a creed. And today we're going to say the Nicene